Right now, though, we're going to talk about pipelines. Keystone, as we know, is dead. TransCanada has announced they have abandoned the project once and for all in light of uh, the unwavering opposition out of the United States. Of course, Donald Trump did approve the line, and then in one of his first acts as President Joe Biden cancelled the permit, and there has been zero movement from there, none whatsoever. Uh, Very bad news for our provincial government, of course. Jason Kenney invested so far at least $1.3 billion in this pipeline, and there will be nothing to show for it at this point. Uh, That's a big hit. Uh, what does it mean for the pipeline sector in general? What does it mean for our province in general? Believe it or not, there is some good news when it comes to pipelines, some positive indicators at least. Business appears to be booming. In a report released by Canada's energy regulator yesterday, we see some rapidly rising revenues. Darren Christie is the chief economist with the Canada Energy Regulator, and he joins us now. Darren, thank you for joining us. Appreciate your time. Good to be here, Shay. Thanks. So, yeah, this report on pipeline activity and uh, some some pretty positive numbers. Just run through them for us. Yeah, so so the report looked at what's happened over the last five years uh, with the, the major pipelines in Canada. And in doing so, uh, we also highlighted what was happening, you know, in, in the markets they serve. So, you know, what was happening, for example, with production out of Canada on both the oil and gas side. Um, and, you know, as you alluded to, what we really uh, highlighted was that over the last number of years, uh, by and large, I don't think this will surprise a lot of people, but pipelines have been pretty full. Uh, we've had significantly growing production uh, on the crude oil side. Um, and, you know, with that, it's it's been filling up uh, the oil pipelines. On the gas side, a bit of a different story. We've We've had production that is relatively stable. Um, but it's been kind of relocating within Western Canada in terms of where exactly uh, the gas is coming from. And so with that, there was there was also a, a push to uh, grow capacity so that, you know, those new areas of, of production uh, weren't bottlenecked. So, so yes, we've had uh, pretty full pipes overall. And, and with that, uh, you know, lots of investment happening in the space. Uh, and, you know, revenues and the finances overall of, of the pipeline industry have been quite strong. Darren, I found it interesting going through the report. You know, we haven't seen any new lines come on, but we've seen capacity increase. So are these developments within the existing pipelines? How is that happening? Yeah, so so what you're noting there is, is specifically on the crude oil pipes. And uh, indeed, we haven't had a, a new project uh, come into service in the last five years, but we did see quite a, a large rise in capacity, and that was on the existing systems. Uh, so, for example, on the Enbridge mainline, which is the biggest export uh, system out of Canada, uh, capacity went up by over half a million barrels per day, and we also saw some increases on the uh, express pipeline that Enbridge owns, uh, as well as the, the existing Keystone system, not to be confused, of course, with Keystone XL. And the way they did that, I mean, we, we kind of gener- generically refer to it as, as optimizations. Um, and it, it's through a host of things. Some of it is, you know, improving how they schedule and, and batch the movement of the crude through their lines. Uh, and a significant one has also been increased use of uh, what we call drag-reducing agents. So it's kind of chemicals that, that help flow uh, more crude through a, a given pipeline. So there's been, you know, with, with the growing production and the 
uh, capacity becoming tighter and tighter. There was just a, a lot of effort uh, across the different systems to kind of squeeze as much uh, product through the existing lines as they possibly could, and, and hence we we saw, as I said, very large uh, increases in capacity on those existing systems. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Interesting. Okay, yesterday's announcement about the Keystone XL extension, as you said. Um, how does that fit into this? Obviously, there was a lot of people hoping to see it happen. Uh, shut down by Biden immediately when he came into office. Just how does that affect the overall scope of the pipeline economy? Well, you know, I mean, this report was was really backward looking. So, so it's not something that we dive into in detail. Of course, as we were preparing it, uh, you know, it, it was it was already a situation where KXL uh, had had the permit revoked and and the project was was suspended uh, by TransCanada even prior to yesterday's announcement. Um, but you know, in in terms of of what it means going forward, I mean, the the section where we highlight. Uh, what's happening on Keystone XL? We also highlight, of course, that there are two uh, two significant projects under construction that will add other capacity to the the crude oil uh, uh, capacity out of Western Canada. So, you know, the Enbridge Line Three replacement is first up. It's it's targeted to come on stream uh, Q4 this year is, is what Enbridge is saying. Um, and so that will add somewhere in the neighbourhood, the, the entirety of the project will add about 370 million barrels a day, pardon me, 1,000 barrels per day. Uh, and then, uh, you know, the other one that, that is certainly uh, talked about a lot is, is the Trans Mountain expansion mm-hmm. and, and with construction in flight there. Uh, late next year is when uh, they're targeting in service, and that's uh, over half a million barrels per day. So, Keystone Excel, you know, it, it, it's it was certainly a, a, a big, uh, big pipe that was was planned. Um, but you know, there there are these other two, and so you know, the the how things will shake out ultimately. Of course, it depends on uh, how much production changes over the coming years. But certainly, in in the next little while. Uh, there's there's quite a bit of capacity coming on stream from those other two projects, which um, you know will will go a long way to to providing the the capacity uh, uh, to even grow production out of Western Canada. Interesting. Okay, great stuff. Thanks very much, Darren. I appreciate your time. My pleasure. Take care. Yeah, you too. That's Darren Christie, who is the chief economist with the Canada Energy Regulator.